I'm Jenny Carlson. I'm Barry Trammell. Welcome to the Jenny and Barry Show. It is Thanksgiving week, and to make time for all your turkey and your fixins, we've got an abbreviated show for you this week, folks. But we've got to talk about OSU's win at Houston, the chance to go to the Big 12 title game, and lots more about the Cowboys. But before we get to that, a word of thanks to these sponsors for supporting the Jenny and Barry Show. The Oklahoma Ford Dealers Association, MidFirst Bank, NextGen Roofing, Two Fellows Movers, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, 988, Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. Drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. And hey, let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you move, but we know two fellows that love moving. At Two Fellows Moving Company, we offer free, no-strings quotes for your move. With more than 20 years' experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? We have you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. Let's talk some Cowboys, Barry. Uh, obviously a closer than expected first half at Houston, a struggling Cougars team. But the Cowboys do rebound from that really bad loss at UCF. What what were, what were you impressed by coming out of that uh, that Saturday afternoon game down there in Houston? Well, here's what I liked is it looked it appeared that the Cowboys were suffering from what millions and millions of Americans suffer from, which is a post Disney letdown. We saw <laughs> last week OSU clearly had a bedlam hangover. This week, uh, coming off a 45 to three loss at Central Florida, you know the. OSU went to, uh, you know, they experienced in Orlando what, what most people do, which is thrilled to go and, you know, dead dog tired and worn out when you leave. And they played in Houston like they were still sort of, you know, licking their wounds from Orlando. They got 23-9. Houston threatened, really threatened to blow open the game. Yeah. Cowboys rallied there in the last couple of minutes of the, of the first half, came out like gangbusters in the second half and really dominated the game. So that was impressive to me, and Mike Gundy called it a culture win uh, to not to not give in to the to the depths of despair when when things were rotten. So I uh, I liked their perseverance to get to sort of get up off the mat and and find the energy to take control of that game. Yeah, to me that was the thing that stood out most because you know early in the first half it felt like they were maybe in for another. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I was thinking 45-3 type of beatdown, but it felt like that they were on the verge of another ugly loss. And for them to not only rally, but really by halftime, they had that game back sort of swinging momentum in their control. You felt like if they just kept playing the way uh, in the second half, the way they'd played at the end of the first half, that they'd be in great shape against Houston. And sure enough, uh, they did give up 30 points. We'll talk about the defense here in a second, but only allowing seven in the second half. I thought that was a huge, huge positive. And then offensively, we see Ollie Gordon get back on track. Alan Bowman has arguably his best day as a Cowboy quarterback, but Brennan Presley, Barry, Brennan Presley, 15 catches, 189 yards. At one point, I think you made the comment to me, he may have 20 catches and it came close, but uh, what a day for the, uh, the speedster slot receiver. Well, when you look at this OSU team, it's sort of remarkable that they're where they're at. I mean, the wide receiver 
uh, core has been has been wiped out twice. First in the transfer portal, with three prime pass catchers leaving, um, and then uh, this season injuries have have done the same to to what was left. And Presley is sort of the last man standing from from the people you you either have relied on or expected to rely on. And he had a monster day, bunch of big plays. You know, the thing that we think of Brennan Presley is this really quick uh, cat-like uh, slot back, catch it, move in space. But he's a pretty tough guy. I mean, he'll, he can catch a ball at the, at the 28-yard line, get hit at the 29, and still get to the 33. And that's the way you keep chains moving. So I thought he made a bunch of tough plays, a bunch of clutch plays, and he really gave Ollie Gordon and Alan Bowman a lot of help in terms of, of producing yards. Cowboys have been relying on Gordon so much. I thought it really helped that they had somebody over here 15 for 189 in the passing game. Just a huge difference in the game. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, they have gotten some some great production out of guys that, you know, like you said, were, are sort of the guys who are left standing in the wide receiver group, whether you're talking about Leon Johnson having a big game, uh, Rashad Owens having a career game in Bedlam, you know, kind of left a Bedlam legend mark there with his performance. But now Brennan Presley, a guy that, you know, I thought early in the season when they sort of had their full complement of guys looked to me like they really wanted to try to get the ball to Brennan Presley in more ways than just throwing the ball to him. Uh, he was lining up in the backfield, coming across on jet sweeps, his speed, using that speed. But really on Saturday, what we saw was just a pure uh, throw it as the slot guy, get it to him as quick as you can, let him make some moves, and he did. Um, you know, so I, I think we even had this discussion, Barry, you and I, as we were watching games play out on Saturday. You know, we in our state have got two of the better slot receivers in really all of college football when you think about what Brennan Presley did on Saturday and what Drake Stoops has done for Oklahoma. Those two guys, different players, but both really hard to bring down. They can catch it pretty much wherever you throw it to them, and they're going to make plays for you. So heck of a day for Brennan Presley uh, to have that kind of day. Because I think that that what he did, especially in the first half, it was big all game. But he not only, like you mentioned, gave Ollie Gordon and Alan Bowman a chance to settle in, but gave the defense a chance to figure some things out because they'd given up some points in the first half, but only allowed, as I mentioned earlier, seven in the second half. Kind of allowed them, a, you know, gave them a chance to calibrate and figure out what adjustments they needed to make. You know, I thought this was this defense hasn't been perfect, Barry, but under Brian Nardo in his first year. I think you got to tip your cap to what the Cowboys have done defensively. Yeah, and you know, if you look at that game, uh, well, 43-30, seven of the points is a pick six. Uh, so it's 23, so that's 23 points. It's a safety in there, so 21 points. And then the Cowboys gave up a, a late touchdown that they shouldn't have given up, not excusing it, but for the bulk of that game, they put the kibosh on Houston. And especially there in the second half, Mike Gundy was very pleased with the dominance uh, he counted two first downs. I didn't go back and check him on it, but it uh, sounds right. It was a dominant performance by the uh, by the Cowboy defense. It's still not a great defense. It's a middle-of-the-road Big 12 defense. I, I think uh, Cowboys are seventh in uh, both offensive and defensive efficiency uh, this season, which is uh, remarkable considering they're on the verge of making the Big 12 title game. But they were solid, and I think it's a very good development in year one for Brian Nardo's defense. 
you have chronicled, others have said it. Uh, Cowboys generally sort of have to go through a transition period when they change coordinators. And this one, this one's off to a decent start. So kudos to the OSU defense. I thought they were solid against Houston. Not great, but solid. Well, and like you say, I mean, if we rewind to Jim Knowles and obviously, you know, coached great OSU defenses the last couple of seasons, he was in Stillwater before he left for Ohio State. But that first year and a little bit was pretty rough. So the fact that Brian Nardo could have a defense that's playing, again, not great, but well enough to have the Cowboys one win away, essentially, from playing for the Big 12 title. I mean, this this type of stuff doesn't happen very often. Uh, in Stillwater, Barry, we have to talk about the Cowboys' path. If Texas wins on Friday night, OSU basically then, they just need to win. I mean, there are some there's some other, you know, variables, but really once Texas wins, if they do beat Texas Tech, the path is is pretty clear at that point for the Cowboys. It is. Um, you know, I think we all expect Texas to beat Texas Tech. It won't be easy, but the game is in Austin. So, uh, just amazing. When you look back to September, that South Alabama game, lose the next week to Iowa State, which at the time we thought was a, a Big 12 underling. Uh, Iowa State had lost to Ohio. We didn't know the Cyclones would become a contender themselves. You know, most of us wrote off the season and said, it's not, this just isn't going to happen uh, in any kind of big time way for OSU. And going into the season, we didn't think this was going to be a Big 12 title contender. And for, for the Cowboys to come from where they were, to this point on the verge of Arlington is just a stunning, it's a stunning season. Great coaching job by Gundy and his staff. Great comeback by the Cowboys to, to find the, to find the spirit and the chemistry and the culture to, to persevere and get through the bad times. And then even to come back from that 45 to three, I mean, it looked like OSU just fell into the crack and got swallowed up uh, by the earth against central Florida. But they come back, get a road win, now on the verge of, of making it to Arlington. It's a remarkable story. I don't know what will happen if they make it to Arlington, but I do know this. This is a rousing success story of OSU football, no matter what happens. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I mean, obviously, um, the way it looked, if Texas would have lost to Iowa State on Saturday, it would have created all sorts of issues. OSU would have needed a lot of other stuff to happen. But with Texas beating Iowa State, and now having a chance on Friday to beat Texas Tech to secure their spot, the Longhorns, that is, then that would set up a tiebreaker scenario likely for the second spot that OSU would win. Um, and again, we don't know how the rest of these games are going to go but or who would be in that tiebreaker potentially. But yeah, for the Cowboys, after controlling their own destiny coming out of Bedlam to then lose so badly at UCF and lose control of their own destiny, now to find themselves potentially getting back on the field on Saturday afternoon, with a chance to just win and go to Arlington, uh, it, it would be a huge success. I mean, it, I think to me, it's more a, of a whiplash this year, the turnaround than the downturn we saw last year. You know, Oklahoma State, obviously, um, seven and one at one point, ranked in the top 10, and then a precipitous fall the rest of the season. Obviously, Spencer Sanders' health did not help with that. And I think, you know, that was a shocking turn of events for Cowboy fans. But to me, the bigger shock is this year to see that South Alabama loss and how really non-competitive the Cowboys were to now be one win away from playing for a Big 12 championship. I mean, it's just it's remarkable to me. That turnaround is something that 
you know, cowboy fans will be talking about for a really long time. And obviously they still have to win. Barry, we saw their competition, BYU coming to Stillwater. We saw BYU this last Saturday in Provo against OU. What's the biggest challenge for the Cowboys in this game? Well, I think um, on the Cowboy defense, it stopped the run all of a sudden. BYU's not been a good running team, but they're playing a new quarterback. Keaton Slovis is clearly injured. They've gone to Retzloff, the, uh, Retzloff, the uh, Juco quarterback, who's very talented, but he's a little loose with the ball. He had three turnovers against Oklahoma. They don't really want to put the game in his hands. They turned to a running game that was very successful. If OSU can stuff that running game, I don't see how BYU is going to score many points. BYU's offense has not been very good this season. It's the worst in the Big 12. Cowboys shouldn't need a ton of points. If OSU's defense plays up to form, OU's, OSU's offense will not need a ton of points to win this game. So to me, that's the key. If OSU's defense can play its game, BYU, we sort of know what they are. This should be a game that the Cowboys control and win. Yeah, and before uh, BYU almost upsets Oklahoma, 31-24 Sooner victory, the three games prior, that BYU offense had only scored a combined 26 points. So I think that they were playing – I mean, to me, when you get – a brand like Oklahoma to come to your stadium. BYU's, they've obviously had some marquee games over the years as an independent, but you don't get, now that they're in the Big 12, that'll start to change, but you don't always get those blue bloods who are willing to come to Provo. Well, OU wasn't asked. They were told they were going. So that was a huge game for BYU. I'm not saying that coming to Stillwater won't be a big deal, but obviously they won't have the fan uh, support, the vibe, the home field, all that sort of stuff. I think we'll see BYU come back to earth a little bit. Um, I do like the Cowboys to win, and I like them to win by double digits, Barry. I'm going to say uh, Oklahoma is or Oklahoma State's victorious 27-14. to 14. What do you got for a score prediction on Saturday? I think I got 32-24 Cowboys. I mean, I don't know if BYU found something with its offense, so I'm giving them a, a little bit more credit than probably they deserve. Um, I do think both teams will be fired up. Both are playing for something. OSU plan to get to Arlington. Brigham Young plan to get to a bowl game. They need one more win to be bowl eligible. Uh, but I do think OSU is the better team. I think the crowd will be fired up. Uh, OSU's fans have been incredibly loyal this season. They were great in Houston, took over a big chunk of TD ECU Stadium down in uh, Houston last week. So I think, I think it'll be a jazz environment. Uh, for the Cowboys to to make it to Arlington would be a, a fabulous, fabulous achievement. I think fans are ready for that. I think it's going to be a tough environment for BYU. So I, I think Cowboys will win. I do think BYU's tough enough to make it close. Yeah, one thing I'll say before we uh, get out of here, I did check that weather forecast. It looks a little cold and rainy, maybe not uh, quite the dumping rain that the Cowboys experienced down at UCF, but uh, it will be interesting to see if the uh, elements play any uh, uh, have any effect on what we see on Saturday. But that's all the time we've got this week. Remember, OSU does play BYU at 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Our sellout crowd team will be there, plus we'll have all sorts of Cowboy content this week at selloutcrowd.com. And if this happens to be your first time hearing or watching us, be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. If you like what you hear, please leave a review. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.